welcome back to Journal Updated. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. It's a podcast about video games. Sure is. Molly, what video games yes. have you been playing? Um, over the last month or so since we last did this, let's see. Uh, since playing Metal Gear Solid, I've played no more Metal Gears. Uh huh. I've played none more. Uh huh. But I do have them, so eventually I'll get to it. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Roots of Pacha still, um, though I'm not really anymore, it was just, you know, part of the month. Um, still really good. I think that's probably the best farming game since Stardew. Um, I, I hope it gets that kind of life out of it. Uh, it's, it's very cute. I like it a lot. Um, I need to, eventually I'll get back to it, uh, and, and continue my farming journey. Uh, but I have been completely derailed by uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, how's that been treating you? Uh, it's been treating me pretty good. Um, I personally did not like Breath of the Wild all that much. Um, there was there was not that much stuff in it for me. Um, and uh, I was annoyed by how bad the dungeons were, and how <laughs> and worse than that, the bosses were worse. Yeah. Uh, which did not make for a good time for me. Did you play on the Switch? I played the Wii U version. That's actually. what I played. Yeah, that shit rocks. One of the um, one of the boss. I think it was the the desert beast boss. Yeah, uh, just shot the frame rate to hell, and I was like, "Well, I don't need to do this." Uh, well, that would have been probably more true on the Switch version, if anything. Oh, really? Okay. I mean. I, Nintendo has yet to release a game that like runs really good on their <laughs> own systems uh, since the GameCube. I guess the Wii had some stuff that ran well, but like a lot of their stuff has. It, they couldn't even get Link's Awakening to not chug. That's so like, true. come on, man. Um, yeah, it's brutal. But uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing that. I have completed four dungeons, uh, and they've all been pretty good. Um, and How are you the bosses... playing a Zelda this time around? There's no playing a Zelda. That'll never happen. <laughs> That's not. If you think you're going to play a Zelda, I'm sorry, but you're a mark. You've been fooled. Yeah. That's never happening. Listen to yourselves. <laughs> um, but there's lots of funny outfits to put Link in, so you know, oh, yeah. not complaining about that too much. Um, but yeah, I've I have been playing that pretty consistently since it came out uh as have most people who play it i assume um but it's a good time i'm having fun with it i'm having much more fun with it than uh i thought i would and the weapon fusing thing is stupid but it's whatever yeah yeah the combat's still dog shit it's still the worst it sucks oh that's that's too bad but you can build a car so you know what Zelda game had really good combat? Uh, what? Link to the Past. You run around and you hit the sword button and the sword happens. That's true. That's basically what this game does, but, like, worse. Because it's in <laughs> 3D. Oh. I played two, three video games, I think. Tell me about your video games, Nora. So in 2011, there was this video game that came out called The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, I put a bunch more hours into that after we recorded last month. 
Uh, Where you did talk about playing Skyrim. Yeah. Just wanted to mention that I did, in fact... That you're still doing that. I'm not still doing it, but I was for a while. It sounded like it was ongoing. Uh, Eventually, I played some Oblivion. And great game went through the Dark Brotherhood. Great uh, game. It was, a, it was a good time. It's fucking good. <laughs> being a vampire is really weird. Yeah. Uh, being a vampire with the Atronach birth sign is really weird. I don't know what that means. It means you don't regenerate magicka over time only by getting hit by spells or chucking potions. I thought yeah. it would go well with the vampire theme. Uh, and it does. It just makes for a very weird playstyle. Sure. Uh, but it's, it was pretty fun. Well, good. Yeah, the Dark uh, Brotherhood questline in Oblivion is one of my favorite questlines in basically any video game. It's just fun. It's really cool. I had a very good time, even though some of those, uh, since I was like only doing Dark Brotherhood, and I was yeah. like trying not to level up... Uh, I ended up in weird situations where I was like, I, I just don't know how to kill this man on top of a mountain. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you want from me. It's not going to happen. But then I figured out how to duplicate items, so everything was fine after oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, and then the third one is Ace Combat 7, which I've been yes, playing Yes, you've been playing recently. a lot of airplanes. Airplanes! They're very fast. They go pew pew. They're cool. I haven't played a game where I really loved flying an airplane since... What was that free-to-play Battlefield that came out on a 360 back when? Uh, I don't remember what it was. It, it was Battlefield... Uh, I forget which one, though. Battlefield... Hardline. Battlefield... Bad no. Company 2. Battlefield 1924. Ni- it was in ba- the Bad Company era. Let's see, 1943 might be the one. Um, I was just purely off of osmosis there. I don't know anything about Battlefield. Uh, yeah, it was Battlefield 1943. I liked I liked flying the planes in that one. It was good. What if they made a Battlefield 12? Uh, like that what, was the what year. would that be? Oh, like the year 12? <laughs> I'm sure that'd be really fascinating. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've had a good time with Ace Combat 7. Um, I'd like to think that I'd also like the earlier games, although I'm mildly worried that having... That this game has, like, some easy control options that presumably won't always be around in earlier games. Sure. But, you know, if I really want to make that jump, we'll... See how that goes. Um, yeah, because you and I were talking about how you don't like to have to pitch the plane and then pull up to turn. Yeah. You just I, want the turn button. Historically, since I was a child, that has been uh, an issue for me. Yeah. Uh, like, Chorves doesn't do that. That's not how Chorves, no, Chorves works, because it's not in space. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Those are PS2 I'm glad games. we keep finding excuses to play Chorves. Or to uh, say chores, yeah, excuse just me. Say, yeah, just say chores. It's a it's a really fun game. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, you did. Ace Combat Seven is also really fun. Uh, I love to finish a mission and have the 
end of mission radio message get interrupted and the guy like wait what's that and then you get a cutscene and something else happens that's always good yeah um the only versions of this game you can purchase all say top gun maverick edition and shame shame about that have some kind of top gun maverick dlc attached to them that i have not seen because i have it might be a multiplayer thing because i've only been playing the campaign yeah Um, but it's been fun uh i'm glad you're having a good time if i wouldn't have guessed yeah i mean it's been on my list of things to do just because i've heard some of the soundtracks and i've been like yeah that sounds sick um who knows maybe i'll reinstall rogue squadron on my pc like the good old days you did talk about doing this yeah Star War. Star War. Uh, there are many wars across the stars. Some That's of, so true. Some of them last seven hours. You speak of Half-Life. I speak of Half-Life 2. <laughs> you, you speak of Half-Life the first. I speak of Half-Life 2. The seven hour what war. Are you is... talking about Half Life Two? We're not talking about that. I know, but before the seven hour war. Oh, are you talking about lore? That's the thing where the combine showed up. It was the seven okay, hour war. So you're talking war. about the lore of Half Life. Well, you don't. You don't seem to understand. There is a deep kernel of of love in my heart for the world of Half Life that has been buried for you know sixteen years or whatever, but. See, I don't know this because you've never said it to me, so now I'm just confused. I am always thinking about Adrian Shepard. I'm always thinking about Gordon Freeman. Um, You've never said this before. It's, you know, it doesn't come up. (laughs) Until today. (laughs) It's been a little while. And then we had the opportunity to play Half-Life this month for the podcast. Have you ever played a video game and immediately understood the course video games took over a co- over like ten years? Yeah. You ever play a video game and go like, "Oh, that's the through line." <laughs> yeah, occasionally I've had that happen once or twice. Because I was playing this and I was like, "Oh, this is the halfway point between Doom and Half Life 2. which is <laughs> obvious, but I didn't realize that that's what type of game Half Life One was. Because yeah. Half Life Two is like the start of an of a new generation of FPS, right? Like that's just it. It adds so much and is like the the big physics engine thing and like all that. And you can see they're slowly trying to do it with this with some of the platforming stuff. Oh yeah, uh, but it is it is." clearly just the first part of what Half-Life 2 is, which, again, is obvious, but, like, playing it is like, wow. Do you remember the Half-Life 2 Doom 3, like, duel? Like, what? No. W- what's gonna be the big thing? Physics objects or lighting? And everyone said physics objects. Turns out it's physics <laughs> objects, which is better, because that's gameplay. <laughs> because that's gameplay. Uh, do you like doing seesaws with physics objects? Uh, I do. 
Oh, well. Which great. is good, because I like Half-Life 2. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got a great game coming out for you soon. It's called Half-Life 2. I So, uh, I have always been a big Half-Life 2 fan. Um, be- I didn't play Half-Life 1. I only had the orange box, so I played mm. Half-Life 2. And all that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Half-Life 1, huh? Half-Life 1. Let's get into it. Half-Life 1, the video game. The Black Mesa uh, Incident. Released in 1998. Developed by Valve. Published by Sierra. Um, you're Gordon Freeman. You're late to work. It's a rough <laughs> day already. <laughs> yeah. You're in the barrel today, they say. Yeah. You, you go in there and you push some stuff around and then aliens happen. <laughs> <laughs> you set off an alarm. You ruin somebody's lunch. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and um, then the entire universe blows up. I actually loaded up the remake, Black Mesa. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, fan remake uh, this morning. And they add a new little mundane interaction at the start, which is if you go to the locker room, there's a guy in the stall asking for toilet paper. And because it's, like, Half-Life 2-y, you can pick up the, like, toilet paper roll and, like, sort of toss it into the into the stall. And he'll be like, oh, uh-huh. thank God. That's nice. You got a little achievement. <laughs> All right. Resonance Cascade. What? The Resonance Cascade happens. Is that what the the thing is? Yeah, you got you push a little crystal into a beam and all hell. Yeah, you push loose. the crystal in the beam. I thought I was supposed to do that, but everybody seemed to get mad at me when it happened, so I don't know. Yeah. Um. This game has some of the worst sound mixing in history. (laughs) And it also just so happens to not have any subtitles. Yeah. So I could not figure out what the fuck anyone was trying to tell me, like, the whole time. Yeah. I did a lot of messing with the volumes in-game, and it did not help. Yeah, I've... The last time I played this, I was not living my life with a always-have-subtitles-on sort of vibe. Uh, and this time, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, You move so fast in this game. It's, yeah. You're yeah, zooming. I mean, you can hold down shift and walk if you want, but... Why would you do that? <laughs> Dumb idea. Um, can you tell that the, the multiplayer of this game was very popular? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> I mean, I knew that. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool things about Half-Life. Uh, the revolver mm-hmm. is so good. Uh, really the good pistol one. is less good than it is in 2. That's so true. Yeah, the is, the pistol is not great. Is there a better pistol anywhere than Half Life Two? Uh, fucking Halo. I knew some. I knew you were gonna say that. Or fucking Halo, like, Nora. Eh, eh. <laughs> fucking motherfucking Halo Combat Evolved. Hey, listen, Gordon Freeman can shoot so much faster than Master Chief can, and yet less guys die. <laughs> Um, so you've played this before. I've played this many times. You're a, you're a big Half-Life 1 fan. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of a lapsed Half-Life fam. Because um, every Well, Half-Life that's not really your fault because they don't make <laughs> Half-Life games I know. Anymore. I was going to say every Half-Life fan is a lapsed Half-Life fan. Unless they're like yeah. a tech person who's who picked up the VR game. I went and looked up what happens in the VR game. Man, um, we can't get into that right now, but it's so frustrating. It's really funny. Why would you even make a game that's set between Half-Life 1 and 2? Why would you bother? Uh, yeah. Um, the- I did not realize... Go ahead, Noir. No, no. I'm just going to get frustrated about the end of Half-Life, Alex. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, I was just going to move on to the next thing. I didn't yeah. realize how much uh, you would see the G-Man in this game. He's everywhere. He's, yeah, he's all over the place. He's always looking at you behind a door or you know, walking away where you can't get to him. Going into portals and things. Oh, yeah. Um, I Because I know he's in like every chapter of Half-Life 2, but he's kind of hidden. It's, it's supposed to be a funny little mm-hmm. uh, goof, but he is everywhere in this one. I get why people are obsessed with that guy. Yeah, also he talks funny. He does talk funny. That's his whole thing. Also, bringing us back to the old days of Journal Updated, this is a game with choices. Is it? it you, you have a choice at the end of the game. Didn't seem like much a one. Well, if you don't get into the portal, he teleports you into a room full of, like, infinite monsters. and And you die. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so there's not much of a choice here. Uh, you know. <laughs> Technical journal updated game. <laughs> um, I think that the like first three quarters of these levels are sick as hell. And then yep. in the back quarter, uh-huh. it's like, well, you guys kind of lost the plot on this one. I think once the military shows up, it's really good, and then after a little bit, it starts to really drag. Once they start introducing, like, those bigger alien guys who have, like, the arm coming out of their stomach uh-huh. and just kind of shoot the tracking things at you, it's much less fun at that point. Is that the bug one? They shoot bugs at you? Yeah, they kind of got, like, that big claw, because you could get that thing. Yeah. Like, the claw hand gun. I did not understand it one bit. <laughs> Yeah. It's the guns like in this game are strange. That's, yeah. Like, the shotgun is good. The assault rifle is also good. Um, They have the crossbow, which I did not think they would have. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think the crossbow was in this game. Um, And, but, like, everything else, I was like, why do I even have this? Like, the rocket launcher's fine, but it's not that good. It doesn't feel like it's part of your kit. It kind of feels no. like a key that opens a couple doors. Right, it feels like the anti-tank object, and then, like, if you have some stuff, it's good for those big ogre guys that I mentioned, but, like, otherwise, I just don't know why I have this. Um, the headcrabs deal so much damage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they they really hit do. so hard. What the fuck? And then there's these, uh, there's little guys later, little bug-type guys. Um, the tiny, tiny ones in, like, the late levels who do as much damage as them, and they're smaller and faster. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, like, I got through okay. I only hit the the god mode button once I got to the last boss. <laughs> or, yeah. like, the two rooms before the last boss, really. Yeah, I did about 
my my experience with Zen is is more time based, where it was like I gave the level about half an hour, and then I decided, nah, fuck it, I'm no clipping, I'm god moding, I'm just closing this out. Because I, I only go ahead. Um, I just I knew ahead of time that it would be rough, and I needed to see how rough it would be. Um, right. It's possible that you're you're the god gamer now. And that you can just do it. No big deal. <laughs> I'm not the god uh, gamer. You're not the god gamer. I wasn't the god gamer either. I got into the factory before I hit the before I hit the emergency buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, because I died a lot in there just trying to get because like the whole time you have to go up. Yeah. Um, and it's very frustrating because there's a lot of flying guys. Um, I was very sad. I thought that you would, like, free the Vortigaunts in this game, and that would be a continuation thing, but no, they're just dudes in Half-Life 2, and they're your oomphies now, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, for no, like, discernible reason besides, like, I guess you kill the big baby at the end. Yes, when you kill the... Oh, man. When you what kill is... the infant. <laughs> it's like the, the the Omicron or something. What is it called? I, I did not catch a name. Um... But they're the it's the thing that's mind controlling all of the aliens. Yes. So you do But it seems like the Vortigaunts are the only guys really. Nihilanth? Neolanth? Sure. Uh it's the big baby. Um Yeah, huge baby. Gotta shoot it in its stupid baby brain. So true. you could kind of shoot its brain if you shoot through its asshole a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work as good as you want it to. But yeah, that was the point where I was like, you know, it's not that fun trying to figure out how to do this normally. Yeah. Um, uh, oh. So yeah. Half-Life 2 Raising the Bar states that the first part of Neolant's name is a reference to nihilism. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Sure. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the beats in this game? Because I love the soundtrack of Half-Life and Half-Life 2. Uh, it's fine. D- did not feel like any specific way about it, really. Oh. Yeah, d- I, did not make much of an impression. I always love the song that starts playing when you pick up the, the suit at the beginning. I definitely heard it, but it did not make enough of an impression that I remember it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's... Nothing in this game is as good as the, um, the Vortigaunt part from, like, episode one or two of Half-Life 2. Oh, but, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, how did you feel about the three scientists and one guard that Black Mesa just has copies of? They're cool. Yeah. They're homies, I guess. Yeah, well, some of them are. I remember playing it and being like, yeah, let's, I guess this model becomes Kleiner or whatever in the, yeah. in the next one. But Yeah, so yeah, it was it was at least clear that that's who those guys become. Um, it, very funny that Eli is not in this first game at fucking all. Uh, he's at the beginning, when, after you do the Resonance Cascade, the two guys that are like kind of wounded before they open the door for you the first time. Those, I think those are supposed to be the actual... Oh, is that supposed to be Kleiner and Eli? Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, it's very hard to hear anybody in this game, and I was trying to figure out like, well, it'd be nice if I could like identify the characters who show up in Half Life Two, uh, but no such luck. I I failed on every front, every attempt. It was not. It was not easy. Except I guess Barney. Where's Barney? I think Barney is every guard. Kind of looks like every guard, doesn't he? Um. God, that's so... It's so funny playing this and realizing that there's, like, no characters in it, and then in the second game, there's so many guys that you're, like, (laughs) already supposed to know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's my guy Barney. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looks like... He kind of looks like he's he's, uh, the same guy, I guess. He basically just says to you, uh, hey, it's me, the guy who kind of looks like the Half-Life 1 guy. Now... We're friends. I guess it doesn't really matter, but if you had played... Blue Shift, that does, like, your character model in Blue Shift is one of the guards, and you are Barney Calhoun, so... Right, but it's not like you would see yourself ever. No, I think... No, wait, actually, now that I think about it, I think the actual canon Barney Calhoun is the one guard banging on the door on your left when you're on the trolley. Oh, really? That's so weird! Because I think that's where that expansion starts, is you're on that platform. Damn. You don't like the uh, on the rails level. No, I don't. I love that shit. (laughs) But I don't love it because I'm riding the rail. I love it because I was walking on the walls and uh, skipping the rail parts entirely. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do that much if you just kind of walk around. I guess so. I've never done it like that, but yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of little like foot ledges that you can get on on the side so you don't get electrocuted. And you Mm. can just kind of walk around those levels. It's not a big deal. You're always the pro gamer. Well, you know, I, I've played a number of video games, and I like uh, being... Uh, and uh, I was going to say, I guess I like exploiting things if I see them. Because, mm-hmm. like, obviously you could stand on that ledge, and, well, I may as well just walk around here and just turn off all the switches and then go back to my cart and then get out of here. Yeah. Uh, l- let's talk about the elephant in the room. What's that? The platforming. What elephant? The platform? The platforming. It wasn't that bad? Question huh. mark? I I always have a bad time with it, but... It again, was really I, easy, I don't know! I'm not the god gamer, you know. I am I am the god gamer. Uh, Pris was telling me that the platforming that everybody complains about is that last part where there's like 12 portals in one room and you gotta figure out which ones to go into in which order. Uh, and... It's not that bad. You just make a save before you jump into each one. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> just, it's an old FPS. You should be saving all the fucking time. Also, there's no levels. I mean, there are, but like... They, they say no levels. I just saw that on the Wikipedia page. It's a, yeah, okay. Yeah, but no, each <laughs> chapter is a level, asshole. Don't don't fucking play with me. You, but this is no- the there are no cuts in this game of <laughs> 1998. Half-Life features no levels. Sure. I know a lot of people would always talk about the soldier AI in this game. I think they're fun. Oh, my throat went weird there. I think they're fun. Uh, They're always, like, running around trying to get different angles on you. Yeah, I like like fighting the soldiers a lot. I think they maybe uh, are... Things in this game are a little bullet spongy. 
they take a lot to take down. Um, but yeah. overall, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. Um, it definitely felt like I was scrambling for like the suit uh, extra damage. Mm-hmm. What do you shield? Shield. That's what I'm looking for. Um, a lot less shield upgrades in this than there were in the second game. Um, which kind of stinks because the shield also like mitigates damage too. Like you yeah. just take less damage overall when you have shield. Um, so it it was a tough time trying to uh, find it regularly. So I wasn't getting obliterated by random uh, little head grabs. I was surprised how much damage things did. Does it's, so much damage? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's it was very highly tuned. <laughs> um, some things I always remember are obviously the opening the rocket launch where you have to burn out that alien thing oh with the tentacles yeah yeah that thing's pretty cool uh the scene where the military shows up and they start shooting the scientists i always remember that that's really cool um and the scene where the ninjas show up <laughs> What the fuck is with the ninjas in this game? <laughs> there was, like, exactly two rooms where they put them in there. They went, like, as horny as they could for 1998. <laughs> These big-tittied latex ninjas. Look, you gotta have them. You gotta have them. It's 98. Um, you gotta put them in there. <laughs> you gotta have something it's in, in the here. water. Um, They are really annoying, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they move too fast. Um, eventually I came to a point where I'm like, if I just like stand somewhere where they only have one entrance into the room and just stand here with the crossbow and accept that I'm going to get shot twice, it's very easy to kill them. But if you try and engage them like normal enemies, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, not the best time. Um, that said, when I did figure out that, like, okay, I'm going into a room with these guys, knowing that it was a lot more fun than when they just appear randomly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can set up, like, okay, this is going to be my choke point. I'm going to, like, aggro that one over there and then run over here and have her come after me. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Did you ever find yourself using much C4 or whatever the explosive No! Is? I thought all the explosive weapons in this game sucked. Yeah. I used the C4 a little bit at the end for um, some of the, like, containers that you have to blow up in the factory that have guys in them, because it kills the guys, too, it seemed like. Oh, okay. Um, But besides that, not really. Like, I was throwing grenades at the tanks, because you kind of have to. Mm Mm-hmm. But otherwise... Hey, you know what sucks is that fucking minefield area that you have to go through (laughs) during the helicopter section? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that was miserable. Yeah. I, it's, I like, always not lo- clear where the mines are. Yeah. I guess that's the point of a minefield, but not the point of yeah. a video game. But no, I mean, like, I don't have to know where they are, but, like, having it be an instant kill, like, every time is like, oh, okay. I always and, think that the the little sprint when you like, oh, we're outside. Oh, we have to go across this area and then go back inside. Uh, also, the military's here and bombs are dropping and all hell, you know. That that section I always like in theory, and then I get there, and it, it stresses me out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thinking about it, it's really Gordon Freeman's fault that the aliens won, because if he had just not killed every person in the military while they were at Black Mesa, <laughs> might have had that shit under control, but he did murder every single soldier. 
Well, was he supposed to die? Yes. And then the aliens would win. Says who? This, who's going to kill the Neolanth? Nobody. Not my problem. <laughs> so the aliens win. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff, you can't, man. You can't win for losing. You can't win. <sighs> How many years uh, in in fiction are between this and Half-Life 2? Is it like 20 or something? Uh, it's a lot, right? Because there's just like a normal government set up with the alien overlords. Yeah. Uh, nearly two decades is Jeez. what I'm seeing. That's so funny. Because they were like, well, we can't have Gordon be 27 still. He's got to be 47 for game two. <laughs> well, he's he's not aging in that time. I know. He was in, he was in stasis. But yeah. still. Um, so if 20 years pass, that would mean Alex is about five or six when, um, Black Mesa happens. So it's not problematic. Uh. Age gap dodged. (laughs) I don't know why people are talking about age gaps in this time, in this, like, chronology thread. Um, (laughs) it's hard to say because Eli does look old. But Barney does. doesn't. No, he does not. Well, he's got a little bit of gray in there, doesn't he? A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think 15 to 20 years is a, is a safe bet. Because yeah, they, you know, they take over, they set up all the different things, they bring in the new exterior decorators. Yeah, they, they start naming the city's numbers instead of like Albuquerque. Yeah. What is City 17, actually? I have no idea. It's City 17. It's always been City 17. Uh, Eastern Europe, if you were wondering. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking now. <laughs> and, it, and it just says, uh, I don't know, European City. Okay. Is basically what it Good says. Enough. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. I, I thought this game was really fucking good. Uh, even still, the the last part of it is not, but yeah. like that's most of these games. <laughs> I understand that much th- in the way I started to get along <laughs> with Marathon for a while, and uh-huh. then extremely did not get along with Marathon afterwards. As I understand it, that uh, Black Mesa remake that I tried out has a totally different final act that just removes probably smarter that section altogether. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. It also has a toggle to automatically, uh, almost said crotch jump, crouch jump. (laughs) Crouch jump? (laughs) Uh, Crouch jumping as a strategy is so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's something they want you to do in this game, but I did forget half the time. (laughs) It's just not something you have to do anymore. Like, it's been a long time since I played a game where crouch jumping mattered. I've never had a game outside of Half-Life or Half-Life 2 require it. Uh, oh, than... yeah, there's there's stuff out there. I couldn't name one right now, but it's it's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we've been in this sort of Valve milieu. We've been talking about Half-Life. You want to play some Team Fortress 2 after this? No, I do not. Oh. Thank you, though. Sorry, I sold all my weapons in, like, the last <laughs> couple months for Steam Bucks. You can do that? Yeah. 
Like if you had custom weapons? Oh, I don't know. I on the marketplace? I haven't touched that game in like a decade or more, so. There's oh, okay. St- well, I had stuff. There's whole systems in place that I didn't know about. Back in my day, people were uh, angry that hats existed. Yeah, Nora, I was there too. Yeah, I know. That's I just, was right there. That's just the last time I checked in. People still mad about hats? No. Oh. Well. Nobody's been mad about hats since they added a second hat. Oh, shit. I don't know if that's exactly true, but, you know. I remember people going crazy over the earbuds. Yes, people were going nuts for those. Um, we got a lot of emails about Half-Life. Alright, let's talk emails. Let's talk emails. Where do people send emails again? That is journalupdated at gmail.com. Journal updated at gmail.com, and it might sound something like Emrys' email. Emrys says, My friend says there's a weird thing about opposing forces in Portal. Your friend is crazy, but they're also right. There is a weird thing about Half-Life opposing forces in Portal. Is this that giant bomb joke? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, just making sure. There's like I wasn't I was I know about Giant Bomb, but I wasn't a Giant Bomb guy like that. Yeah. I think there's a keyboard in Portal where the, the the letters are lit up, but not the letters that spell out Adrian Shepard, which is the protagonist of Opposing Forces. Opposing oh, Force, yeah, I think I saw something about it where it was like, yeah, it just kind of lined up that way, but it's actually talking about the Portal gun. Yeah. Yeah. That was the third guy put in stasis by the G-Man. He's never come up again, but... Also... Those two expansions were made by Gearbox, so I don't know that they're actually canon. I don't know either, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tackle this next one real quick from Renoa. Uh, I'm listening to the Mass Effect 2 podcast, and there's a lot of RPG Maker talk and a lot of confusion. To put your minds at, at ease all these years later, yes... You could not export console RPG Maker games. The 3DS onwards has online sharing through Nintendo's online service. But PS2 RPG Maker is incredibly feature-rich, and you just make games for yourself. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, couldn't be me, but that's cool. I, I bet there's, like, at the time, there must have been a scene for, like, meeting up and trading games. Trading all my memory cards with my homies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sounds great. That's the life. That's the life. Uh, next email uh, comes in from June, uh, who says, Out of all the weapons of the game you had to pick from at any given time, did you have any particular moments where you felt like you chose the ideal weapon to deal with an obstacle in front of you? Uh, well, at the very beginning of the game, you have to use the crowbar to break open a window and crawl through, and that, I think, is exactly what this question is all about. Uh, yeah, but that's like... <laughs> That's like a main thing to <laughs> to do. That's like that's not like a you had an option. You kind of just had the crowbar. Yeah. Isn't the crowbar um, really the best option no matter what? No, fuck no. <laughs> um my answer for this is definitely using the crossbow for those ninja girls. <laughs> oh yeah. Once you know where they're about to set up, uh it's it's very easy to take them out with that and it feels really good every time. 
Um, you could try and revolver them, but I had much worse luck with that for whatever reason than I did with the crossbow. Getting any hand, either the like pistol or the the revolver, and getting those little uh, eyeball puppies right in the middle that that's that's fun. Oh, though, yeah, those fucking guys little who make the little electric shock thing. Yeah. Next up, we have an email from Crystal. You've been kidnapped by aliens. What horrible experiments would they conduct upon you? Um, it's a big question. I don't think that's really for me to answer. Yeah, this is the email you sent to the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and asked them, hey, if you guys were going to abduct me, what kind of sick shit would you do to me? You should send... You should forward this email to the aliens with, like, a dossier on each of us so you can get Yeah, and then we could get a a full answer, because I would also like to know. If I were an alien, though, and I abducted a person, I would probably, um... Uh Uh-huh. You know those little mazes with the the cheese and and the mouse? I do. I do that, but, like, instead of cheese, it's like a bag of Doritos. Okay. They just tell you there's, like, a bag of Doritos at the end? Yeah. Because, like, you're not going to sniff it out. Like... No. That's not going to happen. You just got to be motivated. Um, yeah, I guess... I mean, like, I don't... What kind of Doritos, though? Uh, spicy sweet chili. Yeah, I'm probably not going through that maze. Damn. You're going to fail this test? Yeah, I'm I'm going to fail it. Because I don't want those Doritos. I'm going to hit the pain button instead of the enriching button. (laughs) I don't want to give me a better flavor of Dorito and then we'll talk about the maze. You want to take this next one? Sure. Uh, from Jennifer. Uh, when I first received Half-Life as a kid for years, I repeatedly played through the tram ride up to the Residence Cascade before stopping after a few minutes. The head crabs and zombies completely terrified me, but that intro sequence was so compelling that I couldn't help but replay that bit again and again. I had a similar pattern in Half-Life 2, playing from the start until all the spooky elements overwhelmed me and then starting all over again. Uh, are there any games that you love partially replaying, only stopping after you get to a certain point? Dark Souls! Yeah, I guess Dark Souls is like the closest to this, because I don't want to do anything after Anna Orlando. Sorry, Dia, I know you're going to hate me for saying that, but it, a, the rest of it sucks. That's exactly the part. It's Once you beat Ornstein and Smo, you basically beat the game. That's it. Game's over. I'm done. I'm not going out there. I'm not going to fight the four kings. You fucking kidding me? I don't want to go out into the lava. The lava's whatever, but I'm not going into the fucking cursed zone. I'm not making a holy weapon. Fuck (laughs) y'all. I'm not messing around. I don't care. I don't want to fight seven Capra demons one after the other in an endless expanse. Well, that one's easy. That part is easy. Well, it's not about it being Because there's no dogs. Yeah, it's not about it being hard. It's just I don't want to do it. No, all right, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, the only time I want to be down in the ruins is if I'm doing the back door to save Solaire. Right, of course. Um, this is just not like a mode that I engage with games in. Usually, if I sit down to play something, I will finish it. That is generally how I try and play video games. I can't really think of any that I'm like, yeah, I like playing up to this point, and then it sucks. Uh, generally, I try and just play through whatever I'm playing. There are games that I've 
tried to play multiple times and haven't mustered the, you know, whatever. The the strength, the resolve. The, the, the resolve, the time, the commitment to finishing. Yeah. Things like Shinobi for the PS2, which is really sick, but I... Oh, sure. It's kind of hard. Um, But it is really sick, though. Um, I believe you. I'm sure there's something else, but, you know. Uh, I mean, when I had a GameCube, I had Rogue Leader, I think. It's like the third Rogue Squadron game. The first level is the Death Star run, and I never beat it. That sounds right. I played it for hours and hours, and I never beat that level. Darth Vader always shot me down. What a jerk. I'm I'm saying. Trying to think of... Trying to think of any other game where, like, even as a kid, I got, like, stuck and couldn't finish it. I was always the one to help get my siblings unstuck. That's the thing. Hmm. You know, my younger sister's, like, playing Donkey Kong Country, and she's like, I can't beat the stop-and-go station. Then it was my turn to come in and beat the stop-and-go station. Oh, no. Sorry, that was my phone. (laughs) Was it your phone that went, oh, no? No, it was my phone that went, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. You gotta live the phone-on-silent lifestyle. I have a new phone. I haven't changed all the settings. It has been a month. Hush. It's a new phone. <laughs> the people on this podcast, this is the first time I've had this phone. That's true. That's true. It's not oh podcast God. adjusted yet. There, I've silenced my phone. Um, uh, your phone was going off because your wife wanted you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are on the last email if you would like to read it. Yes, I had it. I was looking at it and then my phone started ringing. Damn. Yeah. Um Hello, uh excited y'all are playing one of my favorite games of all time. I hope Zen is relatively painless. While I still love Half-Life dearly, I found that Black Mesa, the fan-made remake on the Source engine has become my favorite Half-Life game. I replay both every couple years at this point, though I generally skip Zen in OG Half-Life. Are there any fan-made games that are your favorite entry in a franchise or just up there with your other official faves? Are there any remakes of games you enjoy in conjunction with the original version and don't ne- doesn't necessarily replace it for you? Um, this is from Anthony. Yeah. Um, I really... Um, actually, I should try Black Mesa. I bet it'd be fun. Um, trying to think of any, like... I like most remakes. I'll be honest. I'm not as opposed to remakes as many people are. I have a good time with them. That Resident Evil 4 remake recently was pretty fun. I had a good time with it. Uh, It's certainly not Resident Evil 4. (laughs) But, you know, it's still pretty good. I mean, I don't... I'm not somebody who gets, like, deep into, like, fan games and stuff, you know? Yeah. I... I like Twin Snakes. We talked about that last month. Um, God, I'm sure there's a remake besides Twin Snakes that I can think of. I have to, legally speaking, I do have to beat Metal Gear Solid 3 before that remake comes out, uh, is what I've been told by everybody. Sure, if that game exists and is real and is coming out, then yes. Well, they announced it. They they announced everything. 
They announced it this week. I know. At fake E3. Yeah, but it's not real yet. I guess that's true. It's not in your hands yet, so it can't be real. Much like much like Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Until <laughs> it is in my hands, it doesn't exist. Much I don't like, care how many trailers they make. Much like the KOTOR remake. Oh, that game is for sure not real. <laughs> that game is for sure never coming out. Oh, and much like Dragon Age 4. <laughs> Dragon Age 4 is more real than... <laughs> it's more real than KOTOR remake at the very least. That's true. That's true. Uh, I still don't know if I believe it, though. Other fan games. Uh, I always heard a lot of good stuff about some Chrono Trigger, like uh, mod hacks. Hack? ROM hacks. Not ROM mod hacks. hacks. ROM hacks. Mod uh, hacks. There's a. Uh, there's, I, uh, the. I don't know that the, the DS version of Chrono Trigger counts as a remake, but it does have new content in it. Um, I really can't think of that much of either of these. Like, um, Pokemon, I liked Fire Red. It was, that was the good one. It was a good game. Oh, yeah. That's a good game. Um, yeah. Uh, I I feel like the games that I tend to play are so disparate and weird that <laughs> I don't I can't think of very many that got remakes. That's true. You are nobody's gonna remake Fear for you, man. <laughs> okay, sort of the opposite of what you said when you said um, playing Half Life was like seeing the connective tissue of of shooters. Yeah. If you want a like surface flyby of the evolution of shooters, play Fear, Fear 2 and Fear 3 cuz they each come out in a markedly distinct era of the first person shooter. Right. Uh and I've always found that kind of interesting that the identity of that franchise as weird and convoluted as it is is like so disjointed. But yeah. Well, yeah, they should remake Maybe one Fear. day. They should remake Fear for Nora. Yeah. Or they should let me make my, uh, my, uh, my reboot sequel. Nora's Fear 4? Yeah, it's called 4, which is, which is an acronym <laughs> that stands for Frontal Operations Underworld Recon. Let's go! <laughs> uh, and you play as the daughter of Alma Wade, the psychic girl from the Fear. The scary girl. Yeah. Right. And you've got psychic ghost powers, uh, and you go through levels, and you shoot enemies, and you get powers. That sounds sick. I love going through levels (laughs) and shooting guys and getting powers. I know, right? Um, Yeah. That's good shit. It's good shit. We might do fear on this podcast at some point. That would be fun. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, We already decided next month's game, right? Yes, we did. Next month, we are playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, right. I have to go find that. Uh, it's I forgot that that's what we did. <laughs> you can purchase I it digitally. I forgot we made that choice. <laughs> this is this is the Nora birthday game. Nora birthday game. What else can uh, follow up The Force Unleashed but Castlevania Lords Castlevania of Shadow? Castlevania Lords of Shadow, of course. Um, I hope it's good. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. 
There's levels. I you know I love when a game has levels. It's got Patrick Stewart. That's always a plus. Yeah, he's all right. Sounds like that's gonna do it for this episode of Journal Updated. Yeah, that's good. Uh, <clears throat> video games—they're still out there. People make them. So watch out. <laughs> Look the fuck out. <laughs> uh, this was the pod. They, Nora, they're making Alan Wake too. Oh really? It's real. Huh. Okay. I it's going to come that. out before they announce Silk Song. <laughs> What's Silk Song? Silk Song is the Hollow Knight sequel. Oh. Okay. It's the, the half, uh, uh, Alan Wake 2 is somehow going to hit before Silk Song. <laughs> <laughs> I never played Alan Wake. I booted it up before, but. You should play Alan Wake. Maybe we should put that on the list for... We have some empty months this year. Do Maybe I we should have... put Alan Wake on the list. Do I? Is it on Xbox? Can I play it on Xbox? Yeah, it's on Xbox. Or... Okay. It does not come free with your Xbox, but it is on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I, if, if I could get a hold of it. I don't really want to play it on my PC, but, you know. It's, it is available digitally, I'm sure. Um, it is not that hard to play Alan Wake. It is going to be easier <laughs> to play Alan Wake than it is to play Castlevania Lords of Shadow. I just went onto the Xbox store on my Xbox and I purchased Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Yeah, I still need to do that. I was I was very broke before when we talked about this. I remember now. Yeah, I do need to purchase the two DLCs, but um, they're all, it's all on there. So, Do um, I need the DLCs? Do you want to finish the story? God, really? <laughs> Basically, there's like a the ending, like the the two DLCs happen between the final boss and like the ending cutscene. And so if you have questions what about the how fuck, that's so weird. If you have questions about how that ending cutscene happened, you'll need to play the DLC. That's really stupid. It is. That was the style at the time. I don't know if it was ever the style. I think a couple games decided to do that, and it was a bad idea. On the other hand, Asura's Wrath and Prince of Persia 08 were both pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's why everybody loves those games. I mean, people like Asura's Wrath, but I, I cannot say I hear people talking about Prince of Persia 08 and Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Well, if you want to hear it, you just have to mention them next to me, and I'll talk to you about them. <laughs> See y'all next month, Fair everybody. Enough. Yeah, good good luck with all that. Did you want to plug anything? All right, plugs. Yeah, you can plug stuff. This is our podcast where you plug things. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and co-host at SkullDotter. You can find stuff I've done at norablake.online. You can find me on the Export Audio Podcast Network at uh, exportaud.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio where I do a bunch of other podcasts about myriad topics, primarily books and movies, though, because book clubs are fun. Um, Anomalous Readings. I read science fiction with Jackson. This month we're reading Hyperion by Dan Simmons, I think is his name. Um, And Ars Arcanum, the fantasy book club I do with Autumn, we're reading... We just did Mistborn. We just recorded our episode about Mistborn, the final empire. And next month, in the free feed, we'll be talking about The Well of Ascension, which is the sequel to that. And uh, for patrons, I think specifically $5 patrons, we'll be continuing to read The Chronicles of Prydain by Lloyd Alexander. 
Yeah. You've heard of the Black Cauldron? That's the the, the book series. That's what it. That's came the sky. From. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you can find me on various social medias at your friend Wyeth White Er. You can find me at AudioEntropy.com and I need Mayo.com. Um, doing Eidolon over on Audio Entropy. It's good. You should listen to it. Buy my game, etc. Um, that's pretty much it. I do this with you. That's so true, and I appreciate it every time. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs>